The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. He replied and said to him, Teacher, all these I have observed from my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You are lacking in one thing. Go, sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At that statement, his face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. So Jesus again said to them in reply, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly astonished and said among themselves, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For human beings it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible for God. Peter began to say to him, We have given up everything and followed you. Jesus said, Amen, I say to you, There is no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, who will not receive a hundred times more now in this present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and eternal life in the age to come. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I think, I suspect, we all have felt like this rich man. Maybe we're not rich, but in general, things are going pretty well in life. Everything seems good, so we should be happy, right? But something's missing. Oh, and we've got God, and we've got religion. We keep the commandments. We're we're good people. (sighs) Something's missing. And so like this man, we come and we earnestly want to seek it. I love how he runs to Jesus and he kneels down before him. He's so earnest. And he's on the brink of finding what's missing in his life. But at the end of the story, he walks away sad. He just can't make the deal. Mm -mm. He loves what he has more than what Jesus is proposing to him. Doesn't it seem like that sometimes, that dealing with Jesus is like an episode of the old show, Let's Make a Deal? Raise your hand if you know the show, Let's Make a Deal. Many of us do. Did you know um, this show started in 1963 and Monty Hall was the first host of it? It's still on daytime TV, not that I watch a lot of daytime TV, but Wayne Brady is the host now. People dress up in these ridiculous costumes, and if you don't know how it goes, the main idea is that you already have something in your possession, and then the host comes and he offers you something else. Let's see what's behind door number one. Might be something better, might be something worse. 
You're going to take a risk? Let's, let's make a deal. And like that game show, then, I think what Jesus offers us is hard because we can't really always fully see what he's offering. So do I trust Jesus to offer me something better than what I already have? Do I, do I, here's what I have, here's what I see. Is what he offers better? Maybe he's just trying to trick me, you know, like the game show. He's just trying to trick me. In fact, Jesus doesn't want me to have something that I really love, something that I already have. He just wants to take it away from me. So can I trust him? And yet something really is missing. I know it, I sense it. Maybe Jesus has what I'm looking for. The rich man is seeking what I think every soul seeks, eternal life. Whether we know that or not, we're all looking for eternal life. And this rich man is on the right path because he comes to the right person, but he starts with the wrong idea. What must I do to inherit eternal life? See, he thinks he's in control. Wealth has a way of doing that to us. It gives us this false sense that we're in control and that we can get whatever we want. So Jesus very patiently guides him and he guides us back to the right path. And he begins with a rhetorical question. Why do you call me good? God alone is good. But see, that's the part he actually got right. Jesus is good because Jesus is God. And because Jesus is God, Jesus is good, which means what now comes next in this episode is not a game show host who's trying to trick us. See, it isn't what Jesus wants from us, to take from us. It's what he wants for us. It's what he wants for our good. He is the good God, and he wants what's good for us. And so Jesus says to him, you know the commandments. And he rattles off several of them all from what we call the second table of the law, commandments 4 to 10. These are the commandments that talk about our relationship with each other. Noticeably missing, though, is that Jesus doesn't mention any of the commandments from the first table of the law, commandments 1 to 3, that talk about our relationship with God. And this guy says, well, yeah, no, I've done it. I've done all of these things. I've never killed anybody. I've never cheated on my wife. I've never stolen anything. Check, check, check. Got it. <sighs> Something's still missing, Jesus. Yeah, you know the commandments and what they say. And in fact, on one level, you've done what they say. You've kept the rules. But do you know them? I mean, do you really know them? Do you know what is behind the commandments? Keeping the commandments of God isn't just checking off boxes of good religious behavior so that we can earn eternal life or have a sense that, well, God's happy with me now because I'm following the rules. No. Here's what's missing. Love. Love is what is behind the commandments. Love is what summarizes the commandments. That first table of the law love God. That second table of the law, love each other. So, says Jesus, if you really want to keep them, then go and sell what you have and give it to the poor. Love others. And then, and here's what's really missing, come follow me. Come love God. 
because I am God and I am good, says Jesus. Okay, so what I have to do to gain eternal life is love. No, 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 no. Love is not what earns us eternal life. Love is eternal life. God is love. And you were made to live with God, which means you were made and created to live with love. And then you are made to reflect God, who is love. You are made to be love. You are made to be a sincere gift of yourself. See, here is how it should go down. God is love. Amen? And Spencer is love. Amen? That was not near as resounding. Hmm. He's supposed to be. And so are you. You can put your name in the blank. Are you love? Are you the definition of love? That seems to be what's missing, isn't it? At least a lot of the time. And the reason why it's missing is because something gets in the way. Here's the key point. Make sure you get this. What is missing in your life is directly related to what you will not let go of. Let me say that again. What is missing in your life is directly related to what you will not let go of. We see God and we say, oh, God, yeah, Lord, I love you. You can have everything or almost everything, but, but you know, eh, you can't have this, Lord. You can have the rest of it. You can't have this. For the guy in the story, the this was his money. Maybe that's what it is for you, but maybe it's something else. It can be anything. It could be anyone. It's whatever you are so attached to, you just can't let go. But see, this is not let's make a deal. So Jesus comes and he says to you, you give me that and I'll show you what's behind door number one. Ah, it might be better. Maybe not. I don't know. Should we make a deal? No. No, no, no. Jesus is our good God. He wants what's good for us. That's why he says then to Peter in response, there is no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the sake of the gospel who will not receive a hundred times more now in this present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. Now, this is not some get-rich scheme, okay? You know, <laughs> You give me that, and you get more, 100 times more, more stuff. No. The house and the family and the lands that you receive, it's the kingdom. And the kingdom of God is where love reigns. 100 times more is more love, infinitely more love now and forever. Well, that sounds kind of good, doesn't it? Eh, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I really can let go of this. In fact, I don't know if I could be happy without this. It seems impossible to me. It is, says Jesus. It is impossible for you. You know what? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. It's impossible for you, but nothing is impossible for God. It is hard for the rich or for any of us 
who are attached to anything to enter into the kingdom of God, says Jesus. But that's why, as we heard last week, if we want to enter the kingdom of God, we have to be like a child. I mean, think about it. Little kids don't really possess anything. I mean, they think they do, right? Mine! It's not theirs. Everything has to be given to them. And little children, they really can't do much. Everything's done for them. If it's not, they'll die. See, it's not what we do to gain eternal life. We can't control it. We can't buy it. We can't earn it. It is becoming a totally trusting, reliant, dependent child so that we can receive it all as gift. But if our hands and if our hearts are clutching something else, there's no room to receive it. The key to this whole passage is when it says Jesus, looking at him, loved him. It's only then that it says he told him, go, sell, give to the poor, come follow me. Jesus loved him. He's the good God. He knew this was all for his good. He was not just trying to take what this man had like a tricky game show host. No. Jesus knew that the wealth he couldn't let go of was keeping him from receiving the one thing that was missing in his life. He wanted him to let go so that he had room for love. He was so close to finding what he was missing. He was so close. He was right on the brink of it. And then he walks away sad. But he had a choice. And so do you. So do I. We have choices. Here's the thing. Jesus doesn't force anything. He will not pry it out of your hands because that's not love. You have to decide. So would you do me this favor? Be honest with yourself. What is the one thing you just can't let go of? You think, I just can't possibly be happy without this. Would you do me a favor and put your hands out like this? I'd like you to put whatever that is, visualize it, put it in your hands right here. Do you trust Jesus that if you would give this over to him, he would give you 100 times more than this? See if this helps. Let him look at you with love. Let him look at you with with great love. Let him gaze into your eyes and into your hearts with great love. Jesus is not trying to take it from you. He has something so much better that he wants to give you. And what is in your hands right now is keeping you from the one thing that you are missing in life. The one thing that you are really looking for, which is to be fully loved and therefore to be able to fully love. So put it right there. Ask yourself, do I trust Jesus? Can I give this to him? And let him look at you. Let him look at you with great love. And see if that doesn't loosen your grip.